coming up on Ag on Tap. It can take the most beautiful field of 2,500 pound sunflowers and make it a thousand pounds. Ag on Tap. I'm Sabrina Halverson. And I'm Rusty Halverson. And today we are going to explore a conversation about sunflowers, a beautiful crop that most people maybe have seen on postcards, but maybe not in person. Yeah, I think my experience with sunflowers has primarily been driving past fields, and they're beautiful. And more than once I have stopped to take pictures from the side of the road of the, you know, just the beautiful sunflowers, but I have no idea anything that goes into sunflower production. And the folks that grow sunflowers, um, they care about the crop because it's an interesting crop. It's a pretty crop and it's a pretty useful crop too. It sure is. And the couple that we're talking with today, I also, I find just, uh, I'm excited to talk with them because they're so much like Rusty and I are um, being a California slash North Dakota couple. Yeah. Yeah. It's, we're not the only ones. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get them on the line. So to start us out, would each of you go ahead and tell us your name and where you're from? I am Jenny Rorick. I am originally from Chico, California, and we now reside in Ashley, North Dakota. Mark Rourke, born and raised in North Dakota, came, uh, grew up in Zeal, North Dakota, and right now we're currently in Ashland, North Dakota. All right. All right. You guys have kind of a similar story to us because I'm from California also, and then I fell in love with a guy from North Dakota, and he convinced me to come out here, <laughs> and here we are. Tell us, though, I want to start out with how you guys met and how, Jennifer, how you came from California to live in North Dakota. Yeah, so we actually met, originally contacted via Twitter. I joined Twitter in, what was it, 2011, something like that. Yeah, um, And I had a friend out there. So my parents own a butcher shop in Chico. That's kind of my background. And I have a friend out there who is a beef producer, and she was kind of getting into Twitter world and said, you're talking about me. So I said, okay, and joined Twitter and got introduced to a whole bunch of people in agriculture. And Mark was one of those eventually off of Twitter. Um, and I moved in 2012. I tossed her a DM. So. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I... We, we met in person. Um, he flew out to California to meet me. And uh, then I came to North Dakota for the first time. It would have been in March, I think, of 2012. And after that, I, I mean, he took me out to the farm. I got to meet his whole family. I mean, I think even your grandparents I met at that time, too. And um, I'll never forget the night before I, I left um, to come home, go back to California um, from that trip, we were at a going away party for somebody in town. And I had three people come up to me who knew Mark and they told me that they would come pick me up anytime I wanted to come visit. 
And that just blew me away because we live 120 miles from the airport. And I thought like people are crazy to, to like, just be like some girl that they just met that they offered to pick, pick me up from the airport. So um, that kind of just, I mean, all of it just kind of sealed the deal for me. And then I moved in July of that year. Yeah. I got all the UPS packages and <laughs> stacked a pyramid of boxes up. And yeah. so, yeah. Well, our story is very similar. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Down to the UPS packages, in fact. <laughs> very similar. We met in Phoenix at Commodity Classic. Yep. And then uh, uh, through work. And then we ran into each other in Washington, D.C. through another work thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, we liked each other. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So then the airplane trip started and yep. going across the country. Yep. And then it was the UPS packages and I showed up with a car full of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so when you, Mark, you visited California, had you, one of the big things for me being from North Dakota, just like you, one of the big things for me was when I finally saw the Pacific ocean and put my feet in it, how cold it was. That was the first thing I remember <laughs> about the ocean. <laughs> Did you get to see the ocean when you visited California? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 but I had been, I had already been to Hawaii, and I mean, I had oh, okay. been to, I had been to the ocean. It was more for me traveling there was, uh, it was more seeing the variety of California. I, you know, like like a lot of people, you just say, oh, it could just fall off the face of the earth. Well, I saw the rice, I saw the orchards, I saw the olives, I saw the conservative people. It was good. It was it was interesting and it was an eye opening. So yeah, because everything I knew about California came from the movies. So you know, <laughs> it or, is. Or, or hearsay. What, what people what what people <laughs> say to this day and and don't understand about it. So. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. So when Rusty and I were talking about, we were planning out our episodes and we try to do something that's timely. And so we were talking about our October episode and I'm thinking, you know, corn mazes or I don't know, pumpkins again. But, and so I asked him, okay, well, rest when you think of October, what do you think of? And he said, sunflowers. I don't know anything <laughs> about sunflowers. So I didn't really know why he said that, but I did tell him, okay, I know exactly the couple we need to talk to yes. to talk about sunflowers. <laughs> so explain to me, if you would please, Mr. Sunflower Farmer, why did Rusty think of sunflowers first off? right off the bat for October is it is it harvest time or is there something special going on with sunflowers yeah it's it's uh I guess it's you know leads from July I mean you know I when and for me it's it's all the way from August to September to October but yeah I mean it's sunflower bloom and then yeah typically late October so it comes harvest and uh, yeah fields of just fields of sunflowers so and we've, uh, we've actually, I, I, we were, I mean, yeah, that's my, obviously that's my call, my call sign. I've been, I've had that Twitter and I've had that my, and my Instagram and the 2019's rough wet fall gave us a sunflower disaster. So we've actually stopped growing for now. Oh, I'm just one of those things you... If you, you can ruin your farm with disease if you're not not careful. So we've we've uh, took a took a step back, but it's that's just 
sunflowers has always been a you know it's it's been a big part of I still get people to talk about them I mean, because I'm an agronomist by trade. I, 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 I share with them what I know and what I can help them with. So, but yeah, that just goes to the diversity of North Dakota agriculture where you can grow several crops. Um, and that was one of the things when I went to California, I was surprised at their diversity of their crops and the decisions they make there. That was an eye opener for me. Mm-hmm. So what do you, what else do you grow besides the sunflowers? We do uh, corn, soybeans, wheat, and spring wheat. We just get, we're just getting back into winter wheat. We, we, we had exited winter wheat for been some time and we, we got, we got back into spring wheat. We, I mean, I have, we have grown flax, we have grown oats, we've grown barley, but most of that was back. My dad, my, our farm evolved from a, dairy farm in the forever to the night to 1992 92 to 2009 was it was more of a feed and grain and we did farm you know my dad farmed but but had a bunch of beef cows we had we were up to about 250 well yeah about 250 beef cow or beef cow you know mama cows and then in 2009 the land got rented the pasture got rented out and we're like, all right, we're yes, we're in a grain farm. So we found, you know, we found grain farm to do. So now it's me and me and my younger brother and my dad, and we're farming enough. That's it. There's, there's <laughs> plenty of plenty of work to do. So that's added to to trying to spread the spread spread the risk and having you know for us wheat's a rotation and wheat's a a hedge on moisture. I mean, it's a short short season crop, so. It's a, for us, it's just a, it's a hedge on the next year. So, If we can still talk about sunflowers a little bit, uh, because I know nothing about that crop, so I was hoping you could teach me a little bit. You mentioned in 20, 2019 was a, a disastrous year because it was so wet. What other kind of challenges are there for people who grow sunflowers? It, sunflowers are uh, unique in, in there's no, you know, there is no GMO currently and no GMO sunflower. So, so there are herbicide tolerance systems. There's two, two main ones. So we, weeds are a challenge, not as big as it used to be probably, but you know, in North Dakota, why, why are there areas that don't have sunflowers? Cattails and birds is a huge, I mean, that is a huge part of it. It's, it's, if there's water and you get you get into migratory birds, it will just it can take the most beautiful field of 2,500 pound sunflowers and make it a thousand pounds. And you can shoot shotgun shells and boom guns and all the things, and you just can't stop the birds. So uh, that that's a big part. And when when you when you put it in a rotation with you know it's an oil seed crop so you get to pick your oil seed crop you know if you you grow canola you may may or may not want sunflowers also uh, and shared diseases it shares diseases with soybeans white mold soybeans dry beans um, it's it, it's so there's also disease I mean it creates challenges that's why. You know, you'll find a lot, most, most guys, it's corn or wheat in their rotation with sunflowers, it seems. And sunflowers are hedge on drought, which leads them to be more of a dominant Western crop where 
the eastern part of the state when you have excess moisture is disease and and uh, and challenges and cattails and bird and uh, you know they they definitely there's people that are successful growing them for confections and specialty but it can it can be it can be definitely be a challenge if you're the lonely guy in your neighborhood that has them. I have another question before I let Rusty take the mic, and this mm-hmm. one is far mm-hmm. less technical, but. Um, a while ago, we were we were headed somewhere and we were passing these beautiful sunflower fields. You mentioned being on Instagram. And I know both of you have quite the Instagram following, especially you, Jennifer. But um, as we were driving by this field, there there was this couple of cars that were pulled over and people were like taking their summer portraits in the sunflower fields. And I just, you know, I want to be compassionate to people, but I looked at them and I thought, well, gosh, if that was my field, I would be so mad that people were tramping all over my sunflowers because that's your crop. So now I have a bit of a temper. So now was I out of line or is that (laughs) as a grower, would that be something that bothered you to see people walking and just walking into your field to shoot their family pictures? Uh, Yeah, I would say it's more we're, we're in the outskirts, right? So it's more of courtesy to ask for, you know, per se. But if I see somebody just wandering in my field, no, I'm not. I'm not happy. I mean, someone standing on the edge and not knocking someone, I, I wouldn't get terribly excited about it. But someone clearing a spot for the pitch, perfect picture and knocking them, if, you know, if I go see that they've knocked, 10 of them down and, and cleared a spot. Yeah. You know, I'm going to ask them, Hey, uh, you know, who's these are, or, Hey, you know, and, and, and there are, you know, I've, I think within Bismarck, the, well, no, the, the, the tourism no, the department, tourism has, department done some, has done some, they have their sunflower map now. And I'm, I'm guessing that, I don't know if it's farmers submit it. Uh, we've never done it, um, but cause it's fairly new. I think they've been doing it for two years now, but um, yeah, I, I think it's smart on their part to kind of give people guidance. And I, I, I would guess that there is probably some stuff in there. I've written a couple posts on how, like where to find sunflowers and how to visit and just some things to keep in mind um, for people. Cause like, it, I always can tell when sunflower season is about to start because my e- like my email floods with people asking me like where can you find sunflowers and when do you think they'll be blooming and yeah. I've become like this expert on like visiting the sunflowers so I was very thankful that the tourism department takes those calls and that they um created that awesome interactive map to kind of help people out so and it can vary i mean you know depending on when it's when they're planted it Mm -hmm. can vary usually i mean anywhere from three weeks is probably the best window to to, you know anywhere from the end of july to the mid-august but there's places if it's a late year it can be late late august and i think that that is actually jennifer how i first came across you was because after i moved here I was Googling where to go see the sunflowers because, you know, we had seen some in our driving and I came across your website and it did have great information on sunflowers. But then also I was so drawn to it because I'm like, oh my gosh, here's another person from California who understands what I'm going through. <laughs> moving. <laughs> so I, can we talk about her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about your, everything that you do as the Prairie Californian for how did that start? Uh, yeah, so it started uh, just when I met Mark as kind of a way to uh, keep up with 
family and friends and everybody. Cause you know, of course, when they're like, you're moving where and doing what? And so it was really kind of a shock to a lot of people. Um, I like to tell the story that I always told everybody I had no intentions of moving. I loved where I lived and um, ate those words. <laughs> and so, um, you know, and then you, like you have the classic response of like, oh, is that where Mount Rushmore is? You know, like people here think of one thing and people in California, South Dakota as like basically one. Um, and so it was started as kind of a way to just uh, show people what, what we were doing, show people about the farm as I was learning, um, because I, I grew up around a ton of agriculture, but I was not um, super knowledgeable, I guess you would say, about um, row crops and things like that. Um, I could talk a little bit about nuts and rice, because that's mainly what I grew up around. Uh, so I just kind of, you know, I'm inquisitive by nature and I have a knack for being able to take like these very complicated subjects and like breaking them down into easy tidbits for people to understand. And, um, I really enjoy doing that. And so that was kind of how it started is just, um, seeing what people were asking questions about, seeing what people were interested about. And then people outside of our circle kind of joined in um, to our story and our life and what we do on the farm. And um, I really enjoy the aspect when I'm able to, uh, I guess you would say, just show people what we, what we have going on, what we do and what our, our life looks like. Um, and then I, I've moved into other things. Like I love cooking and I love entertaining. And so uh, recipes are always super popular. And so I enjoy doing that. Um, I am a self-taught photographer as well. So I love sharing pictures and, um, obviously live in a gorgeous rural community. And so, um, just sharing all of those things about our loved. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of how, how it all came to be. And she has a way with words. <laughs> she does. <laughs> She'd ride around and ask questions and I'd be like, she can, she makes me look good. You know, I'm like, <laughs> I just answer, I just talk. And I'm like, you write that, you know, I know that she's got it. And then she'll send me something to read and I'll be like, yeah, no, that sounds, that's, that's a good way to put it. You know, I'm, I'm more, yeah. I'm, I'm a very technical, Mark is yeah. a very technical mind. So he'll give like very technical answers. And I'm like, no, people who don't know anything about agriculture are not going to know what this means. Like <laughs> we gotta, we gotta use some more words, break it down a little more. <laughs> so that also sounds very familiar. Yeah, that sounds really familiar. Yeah. It's like we're looking in a mirror right here. <laughs> when, when you talk to a little bit, uh, Mark about how sunflowers are, a drought resistant crop uh, and and I kind of think uh, like maybe some of the misconceptions that people might have about sunflowers or maybe they're truce for example um, sunflowers are they more drought tolerant because they're tall and they have deeper roots or another one do the sunflowers follow the sun all day <laughs> people wonder these kind of think, things yeah. can you give us answers <laughs> I don't know why they're, why they're more drought tolerance has more to do with their capability, their, their, their tap root, their, 
their uh, their capability to dig, dig deep and tap down into the soil and tap nutrients and tap water. That, that's the uh, yeah. It has. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say there's there's. Yeah. I mean, they build the plant starting from the beginning and build a big factory and are capable to withstand heat and withstand um, just withstand a lot of things. But but yeah, their their capability. To, to dig nutrients and water is the big that's the biggest factor in, in uh, a drought sunflowers being a droughty crop so do they follow sun? do they follow sun? yes yes they fall yeah well, do they follow it so yeah till they get a certain size yeah till yeah, til, til they yeah till till they get it's been right near bloom or you know right in that near bloom and then they'll quit you know they, they 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 smile at the sun as it comes up. That's their, that's 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 what I that's what I tell people. And they, it doesn't matter where the sun goes down, but they always stare at it coming up. But there's always that wild one that'll look the other way. But <laughs> okay. And then along those same lines, uh, maybe most folks when they think of sunflowers, they they think of uh, what they would sprinkle on their salad, or they would think of a bag of sunflower seeds and. Uh, spitting seeds, you know, stuff like that. I, I think a lot of people, they lose sight of the fact that um, sunflowers are also an oil seed crop with many diverse uses on that side of things too. Mm -hmm. It's uh, well, and, and a huge market is bird seed. Like the, 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 the little Mrs. Ladies in the East Coast, they want to feed their birds and we we produce them to do it. I mean, they, they, they enjoy it and birds enjoy it. You know, we, you call it a nuisance for growing them, but it's a, it's a market, it's a market for them. And it's, it's good, healthy, uh, you know, middle lake or high lake or good, healthy potato chip stability cooking oil. It's, it's, uh, uh, as the realm of uh, canola oil and sunflower oil, it's it's a uh, it's a very desirable oil, and that's a big part of a big part of the market. Also, uh, one thing uh, that was I don't know if it was developed in just the last was it the last twenty years, Mark? Sun butter, like the oh, yeah, I believe it probably has. Yeah. <laughs> When you say 2000 forever, not that long ago to me, but 20, yeah, 20. Yeah, I still think 20 years ago. 20 years ago, but, you know, for people, people with, uh, with, with, peanut the, well, peanut or dairy, I mean, it's, 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 it's a version of uh, butter that, that does, yeah, both, both peanuts and, and uh, dairy that, that it's, yeah, it's very appealing. I, I think that it's you know, that's caught on really really well through the years so that's that's another you know another good thing for sunflowers i think you hit it right on the head though little ladies on the east coast want to feed birds <laughs> and then squirrels get them yeah <laughs> so those are all the questions that i had did you have any other questions Rusty? um i don't well uh final question where do you see your guys uh you've got a couple uh little ones right now mm -hmm. Um, would you ever uh, consider, we've talked about when it gets to retirement age, <laughs> that we would like to travel and do things like that. Now that you've got uh, kind of the West Coast connection and, and people you know out there, and you've got people back here that you know, 
would you guys ever see yourself doing some seasonal travel or anything like that? Yeah, we love, we love to travel. We, um, we were married for how many years? Six? No, not. Yeah, four, four or five years um, before we had kids. And um, we did a lot of traveling in that time. We did some, we got some inter international travel in, which was super awesome. Um, and yeah, no, we, we love to travel. We love to see um, the agriculture in the area. Um, and we love to meet, meet people and eat really good food. So we, we travel with our kids too. I've, I've yeah. met a lot of from, from Twitter that, I mean, it does, it's, it's tweet that I'm headed here and you it's never know, you, know, you never know who might say, Hey, you need to, you need to swing by or you need to stop by or, you know, those are, those are great. And I mean, it, just the same social media. I've tried, you know, we were in Australia and I, we had two people welcome us right in. And I mean, I, I, I know people and I got to talk about, talk about sunflowers and got to really, truly get out in the countryside and see agriculture in Australia. And it was the, the, the kindness of, of, of agriculture people that just, yeah. Oh, you want to see that? Yeah. I'll, we'll, yeah. oh yeah just let me know when you get out there and i'm like all righty that's what i'll do don't <laughs> ask me twice. <laughs> yeah agriculture people are fantastic like that they're always it seems like just within the community they're so willing to share and to show others what they're doing and you know welcome other farmers to see their operations i think it's it's really neat yeah yeah oh shoot well, to wrap it up, for people who are listening and maybe haven't found you online yet, which I doubt there any, is anybody who hasn't, but how can they find you guys online? If you, if you just search up Sunflower Farmer, Twitter, Instagram, that's where I hang out. And you can find me at theprairiecalifornian.com um, and then Prairie Californian in various ways. Um, Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Um, but I hang out mostly on Instagram these days. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys for carving some time into your schedule. I know that it was yeah, hard. You. you guys got so much going on, but we appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, thank you for meeting us. Well, I thought that that was very interesting, but as always happens, I have so many more questions now that we're actually done with the interview. So I'm going to see how many you can answer for me, Rusty. Oh, okay. All right. So one thing I wanted to ask is we know that sunflowers are very tall, but how tall can they actually get? Uh, I think that the Guinness World Record for the tallest sunflower is somewhere right around 30 feet tall. 30 feet. That's like tree size. Can you imagine the taproot on that, baby? <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> so where did sunflowers come from? Well, I, I believe they're a North American crop. Okay. Uh, it's been around for, for thousands of years and, of course, used for food. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, they're also used for other things like uh, their oil. And some uh, folks thought they had a medicinal quality. And as we know today, with some of the different types of sunflowers, yes, they can have a healthy benefit. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. This might be a controversial question, but which state has the most sunflowers? Oh, that's easy. That's North Dakota. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> okay, but is it really? Because doesn't South Dakota try to lay claim to that? Or am I, I could be remembering that wrong. I might be thinking of the whole honey situation. Oh, oh, oh. Don't quote me on that. Well, okay, don't quote me either. We might have to look up some statistics. Should we Google? Let's Google. Here, hold the microphone. Okay. Ah, the Google says. The Google says North Dakota. North Dakota. And South Dakota came in second. Okay. Huh. Well, there we have it. Live from the Google. It was close, though. Um, oh, then, you know what? We should have gone here to the Northern Crops Institute because I bet they can tell us everything we want to know about sunflowers. In fact, according to the Northern Crops Institute, about 75% of the sunflowers raised in the United States are grown in North Dakota, South Dakota, and Minnesota. And, of course, uh, we didn't really get into it, but sunflowers are broken down into basically two categories, confectionery and then oilseed. Okay, so obviously confectionery would be like your sunflower seeds that you eat. Yep, and then the oilseed primarily. Animal feed, birds. Okay, so the tallest sunflower you said was about 30 feet. How, how tall are they just on average? Oh, probably 6 to 10 feet tall. But I remember when I was a uh, little, little boy, uh, my grandpa, Grandpa Jack, raised sunflowers. And holy, they seemed a lot taller than that. Well, you were a lot shorter. Yeah, true. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you for listening to us talk about sunflowers today. Yes, it was a very interesting conversation. Our thanks go out to to Jennifer and Mark for, Mm -hmm. for making time to talk with us. Yeah, two very busy people. They farm, they're parents, they have their just so much going on. So, yeah, I appreciate them making time for us and for you. And thank you for making time and listening with us. This has been Ag on Tap. I'm Serena Halverson. I'm Rusty Halverson. Thanks for listening.